Our speaker today is one of our recent members, and uh, he also has been a pastor in various capacities for 30-plus years, uh, domestically as well as church planting in Peru. He's planted several churches there, and, and they continue to, uh, uh, to proclaim the gospel to further the Lord's kingdom there. Recently, he has been pastoring pastors-to-be. He's been pastoring and preparing and equipping young men that are training uh, to go into pastoral ministry at ABC, and uh, we are just blessed to have him and his family uh, with us. His extended family, some of them, are with him today. John Stiles is going to come and bring the word, and uh, John, we, we appreciate you very much. I can, I can tell you from, from my part uh, that it doesn't take long to love him and Amy. Uh, they are easy people to love, and uh, I thank God for them. John, go ahead and come up and uh, share with us what God has laid on your heart. Thank okay. you, brother. Well, I'm just blessed to be here. It's a happy new year to everyone. Uh, I'm, I have a joy today to have my daughter and her husband and my uh, Zeke, my best friend, with us. So Abby's our oldest, and then Joey is our youngest biological child. There's two in the middle that are not here. One's in Philadelphia and one's in New Mexico, and then we've got a son down at Camp Lejeune. So, and Abby is, you know, getting ready to bring forth our, I guess it's our third grandchild, right? Yeah, third now. Wow. And once they start, you can't get them stopped, you know? <laughs> Well, I was going to share a little bit of my testimony, but the pastor already shared it. Uh, <laughs> so now let's just close in prayer <laughs> and head on home. Uh, I, I am blessed. I am so blessed. I spent 30-some years uh, pastoring on the mission field, starting churches, and then I got sick, and it crushed our family. Our, our kids, they loved Peru. That was home to them. And uh, we had to stay here. We had to come back. So two terms in Peru, and uh, we just loved it. Loved the people of Peru. And I think that's what happens. If you know that's where God wants you, you'll learn to love those people. I, uh, where's, where's Ballard? Where'd he go? Oh, way back there in the back, backslidden. Okay. Now, for the last four and a half years, I pastored in Heiko, and it was Ballard's aunt, Reba, and his, I don't know, nephew, I guess, Victor, they, and, and we just loved it there. We loved uh, Heiko. We loved those people. And I really love Victor, you know. And Reba, what is she, 95, 90-something. And, man, we bought a bus, and we would just to haul the older people around, you know. We'd come down here to Golden Crowd. First person on the bus is Reba, you know. It's just She just... In her 90s, but still got plenty of spunk ready to go. So I, we just loved it there at Sunday Road. 
and this time last year, a little mid-December, I went to the Christmas banquet at ABC, and two of the boys came up to me and said, Pastor Stiles, will you please teach our last class? And I said, no, I can't do that. I have an arrangement with our church. I can only teach one class a semester, and that would be two. That won't work. It's only a one-hour class, and we want you to teach our last class. You taught our first class, now teach our last class. Okay, I'll pray about it. Next day, I got a call from the dean. I heard you're willing to teach that class. <laughs> I said, I'm willing to pray about it. Come on now. So I got rooked into teaching this. It's called uh, the Senior Pastoral Seminar, where they develop their doctrinal statement, getting ready for their ordination. So I, I taught that, and then we've been teaching, I've been teaching five or six years, just one class a semester. My wife teaches there. She's the head of the education department. And just incredible things happen with her. But my daughter is the one that messed us all up. She went to China as a missionary. And after a year in China, was it a year or two years in China? Two years in China. She calls me and says, Dad, you're my pastor. What should I do? I said, do what God's called you to do. Well, Dr. Anderson just called me and said, we need you to come back to ABC and start the program that you're doing over there in China. And you know what I told her? I said, Abby, you can be one missionary in China or you can multiply yourself exponentially by coming back here and training the next generation of missionaries. Chris, watch out what you, advice you give, right? So fast forward 10 years, Dean of Men comes, Dean of Academics comes to me and says, hey, would you be willing to train up the next generation of pastors? No, I love my church. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. This was Christmas. I said, I got some issues in the church. I can't leave the church. I won't do that. Well, we worked through all of that. And then in April, he called me back again. We need you to come. God wants you to come. And then my daughter says, Dad, that one right there. Remember what you told me? You can be one pastor in Heiko loving those people, loving Jesus and, and just having a wonderful time or you can multiply yourself exponentially. Okay. So that's what we're doing. You know, in our house, there's, I'm, I'm glad my wife stepped out and I can talk about her, right? <laughs> in our house, there's, there's this verse in Jude called... Uh, Jude one twenty two, I think it's Jude 22. And it says, some have compassion making a difference. Right? And I always tell my wife that. Come on now. Some have compassion. make." She says, okay, you have compassion. I'll make a difference. <laughs> so ah, I just determined, Lord, I want to make a difference. So now... I don't know what happened, but I only see, I don't see any of my students here today. They heard I was preaching. 
So they're, eh, we're not coming. So I've got Ali Smith, I've got Ezra, I've got Macy, uh, I've got Cole, Lauren, at least six here from our church that are in my classes at ABC. And I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed to read their papers, you know, hear their hearts, see their hearts. And I'm just thankful for the opportunity that God's given my wife and myself and my daughter to serve the Lord at ABC. So some have compassion making a difference. And i, I got to have a balance there, compassion and making a difference. I keep telling my wife, it's more than just making a difference. You've got to have compassion to do it, you know? Well, you have compassion, I'll make the difference. Okay, well, let's both make a difference. Are you making a difference? It's a new year. It's a, you can serve the Lord and make a difference. Well, I'm not a pastor. You can still make a difference. I'll never forget, I taught up the prison, and that semester, it was, I taught a class in person, and Dan Best taught a a class, uh, I don't know how you do it, but over the internet, sort of, right? And he was up there on the screen, these two TVs they have. And I had a guy come up to me, his name is Jeremy Atras, says, Pastor this is the best semester we've ever had here. He says, we love Dan Best. I said, yeah, <laughs> he is good. He is good. Said, and you're all right, too. <laughs> I said, Dan, he's the best, but I got style, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm just thankful for Dan and Vicky. They invited us to church here, and I came for very selfish reasons. I went the closest church to my house that preaches the word. And I'm just so blessed. I mean, to sit here and hear Pastor Chris preach, I am so blessed. And I'd love for all my students, my boys, to come and hear it. You know? You don't just give your opinion, you give the word. You preach the word. We only live three miles from here. But God came in the desire of my heart. A church close to my house. I don't have to drive a half an hour anymore. And I can hear the word every week. Last week, Pastor Chris shared this verse at the end of his message. And it says in Revelation chapter 1, do you believe that Jesus is coming back? Jesus is coming back. Maybe today my Lord will come for me. Maybe today my Savior I shall see. And he closed last week with this verse. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. Jesus is coming back. This is talking about the second coming. The next thing is the rapture. If you're saved, if you know Jesus as your personal Savior, 
He's coming back, and there's going to be a trump, and we're all those who are dead, who are alive, and those who are dead in Christ Jesus will rise again. Man, are you looking forward to the coming of Jesus? Are you serving the Lord? Are you making a difference? I want to challenge you today. Press on. Keep serving the Lord. Keep, keep living for Jesus. Press on toward the mark of the prize of the upward calling in Christ Jesus. Press on. Press on for Jesus' sake. He loves you. He died for you. He gave his life for you. Press on for Jesus. Press on for the sake of a lost and dying world all around us. Press on. They need Jesus. They need him. Press on because you love him. 1 Corinthians 5.14 It's the love of Christ that constrains me. It's the love of Christ that compels me. Press on. Press on for him. Let's turn in our Bibles to Philippians chapter 3. Press on. In Revelation chapter 1 it says, we just read the scripture, he's coming. He's coming again, all right? And then in Revelation 22, the last chapter, the last few verses, it says this. He who testifies to these things, surely I am coming soon. He's coming again and he's coming soon. Quickly come, Lord Jesus. He's coming. Are you ready to meet him? Are you serving him? Do you know him? That's what it's all about. Oh, Philippians chapter 3. Press on. Why? Press on for Jesus' sake. Press on for the sake of those who have never heard. Give glory to God with your life. Are you making a difference? Are you making a difference? My wife says... Some have compassion, but I'll make a difference. It needs, there needs to be a balance there, right? Compassion for lost people, compassion for a lost and dying world, and then make a difference. Make a difference. I'm going to start in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. Oh, do you love him? Do you know him? To know him is to love him. God so loved the world that he gave, gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Have you trusted him? Are you living for him? Do you love him? Do you love him? Please, if you love him, you want to live for him. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this. I guess I'm reading from New King James today. You always say that. I'm reading from this version or that version. I, I, this is New King James, all right? 
I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Do you love him? Have you laid your life on the altar for him? Is your all on the altar for him? If you really love him, you lay your life down for him. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I beg you, brethren, is what Paul is saying here. Lay your life on the altar. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. God's merciful. God loves you. Now you live for him. That you present your body a living sacrifice. Lay it on the altar. Just lay it down. Lay it on the altar. You know, you know the problem? I'm going to give my life a sacrifice, a living sacrifice. You know the problem with a living sacrifice? When Abraham sacrificed and was willing to sacrifice his son, what happened? God provided a lamb. A living sacrifice, they can get up off the altar, can't they? But a real sacrifice, that's laying it on the altar and it's forever there. A living sacrifice. Live it. Love him. Do you love him? Then live for him. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Live for him. In our verse we were looking at, it says, that we may know him and the power of his resurrection. Oh, he raised from the dead, and that same power that raised him from the dead is able to to help you to live for him. Live for him. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead can help you to live as a sacrifice to him. Why? Because you love him. We love him because he first loved us. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Are you in the word? Is that word changing you? Oh, there's resurrection power. This word does not return void. This word will do what God wants it to do. But we've got to lay our life on the altar. Love him and live for him. Oh, being conformed to his death. He died for me. Now I will live for him. I don't care what the world says. I'm going to live for him. And notice there in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, it says to do that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Good, acceptable, perfect, G-A-P. You lay your life on the altar and God will fill in the gaps. He'll show you what that good, acceptable, and perfect will is for your life. You get in the Word and that Word gets in you. It will transform your life. Transform your mind. Change who you are. Praise God we have the word. Are you living it? If you laid your life on the altar, why? Because you love him. I love him, thus I will serve him. I love him, thus I will live for him. I love him, thus I'll lay my life on the altar each day, each moment. 
Not only why do I love him, I will look in. And, and I'm going to do a little self-examination here. Let's move on to verse 12. Not that I have already attained or have already, am already perfected, but I press on. I got to look in. Look where you are. Are you where God wants you to be? Look where we are today. It says here, but who's saying this? Paul was saying this. Not that I have already attained or I'm already perfect. I have not arrived, Paul says. Okay, I want you to look at the person beside you. And, and for me, I'm just going to come down here to Pastor Chris. I want you to say to the person beside I have not arrived. Can you say that? I've not arrived. I want you to say to the person beside you, I'm not quite perfect. You're not? <laughs> did you say it? Cornby, did you mean it? Is it true? It's true? You haven't arrived yet? You're 95. Still working on it? Okay. And if he hasn't arrived, I, I don't know. I need help. Have you arrived? Amen. <laughs> That's what it says, right? Press on. Don't give up. Press on. Pastor Chris told me he hadn't quite arrived yet. Right? I know I haven't arrived. What's Paul say here? But press on. Don't give up. Keep looking up. Oh, keep trusting Jesus. Keep your eyes on him, the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews eleven six, Keep trusting him. Keep your eyes on him. Oh, you look at my circumstances. I look at the problems in this world. Oh, it's a mess. Don't look at your circumstances. Look up. Press on. Paul says, I have not arrived. Look where you are. It's a new year. A new year's dawning, right? I don't want to be here at the end of this year. I want to, be, I want to move forward. I'm going to press on. Press on for Jesus' sake. Press on for the sake of the lost people around me. Press on for the glory of God. Amen? That's what Paul says. Don't stay where you are. Take the word of God. Apply it to your life. Live it. Love it. Press on. Press on. Press on. To know him, to serve him. Oh, I'm serving him. Keep on doing it. Keep pressing on. Keep serving the Lord. Don't give up. It's worth it. It will be worth it all. When we see Jesus. Amen? Dan, you believe that? Yeah. It will be worth it all. Press on. Press on. That I may lay hold 
of that which Jesus Christ has also laid hold of me. Uh, I'm going to add to my outline, this is 2.5. All right, 2.5. What's it say there? Lay hold of what? Lay hold of what that which Jesus has for you. Oh, you love him? Look in. Oh, search me, O oh God, and see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in a way everlasting. Right? Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Is there something you need to change? Something you need to let go of? Let go of it. Lay it aside. And do what? Lay hold of Jesus Christ. Grab a hold of him. Cling on to him. Live for him. Follow him. Love him. Love him. Lay your life on the altar. Look where you are. Oh, I'm a mess. We all admitted to our neighbor, I haven't quite arrived. Right? <laughs> Lay hold of him. Grab on to Jesus. Follow him. Live for him. Amen? not about me it's about him press on press on lay hold of jesus brethren i do not count myself to have apprehended or arrived that's what we all said right i haven't arrived and when i look in man it's awful it's a mess but praise god Jesus has transforming power, and he will fill in the gaps, according to Romans 12, 2. And he will give you all that you need to be what he wants you to be. Just live for him. What do we need to do? I look in, I see, man, I am a mess. Isaiah 6, Isaiah, Isaiah saw God. And he saw God high and lifted up, and he saw God as holy, holy, holy. And then as a result of seeing God, he saw himself. Oh, boy. I'm a mess. Oh, boy. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live in the midst of a people of unclean lips. And as a result of seeing God and seeing himself, examining himself, now he sees the needs of others. Oh, these people need what I have. Who can you reach this year? You know, if everybody in this church reached one, you know what would happen? We would double. If each person in this church would reach one, mentor them, bring them into the church, our church would double. You know, if we would do that, the whole, every Christian would do that. We could reach our world in 35 years. I guess something's falling apart. Something's not, it's not happening because in all these years we haven't reached the world, have we? Just reach one. Press on for Jesus. 
Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. What's the one thing you need to do, Dan? Dan's a counselor, and not just any kind of counselor, biblical counselor, right? And I've worked with Dan, from people in my old church, you know. Dan, he would just give them the word. Give them the word and let that word work in their heart, right? And just give them the word, keep giving them the word. And then it says, this one thing I do, I got to let go. Let go of the past. Point three is just let go. You see where you are. Look where you are. Boy, that's a mess. Now I'm going to let go of it. This one thing you need to do, let go of it. Now, Cormie, I know you're, you're part of this group, and there's a, the thing that bothers me about this one group. You know, it's called AA. I'm an addict. No. I'm a lover of Jesus, and I've let that go. I'm going to cling on to Jesus. Don't forget whose you are, who you are. Let go of the past. You made mistakes last year. Lay them on the altar. Confess them as sin. And what, Dan? Let it go. Right? Don't go back to that mess. Oh, that's just my pet sin and I love it. No, kill it. That's what it says in Colossians 3. Mortify the deeds of the flesh. Let it go. Let go of the past. Press on toward the prize of the upward calling in Christ Jesus. Let it go. Let go. Notice here, it says, Forget those things which are behind you. And what? Reach forward. See that guy up there? What's he doing? This is, this is a picture of running a race. And we're running a race for Jesus. And I'm trying to live for God. And, and we're getting to the finish line. And you, well, they do. They press forward. They don't give up. This could be the year that Jesus comes. Today could be the day. Live for God. Let go of the past. Let go of the sin. Live for Jesus. Amen? Forget that stuff. Where does God put your sin when you confess it? He puts it behind you. He puts as far as the east is from the west. In the depths of the sea. Don't be dragging that mess up. Let it go. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Let it go. Let it go. You know what the devil is going to do? going to whisper in your ear. That wasn't that bad. But Jesus says, let it go. Paul says here, let it go. 
Let go. Reach forward. Don't go back. Reach forward. Press on toward the prize. Press on towards the goal of the prize of the upward calling in Christ Jesus. Let go of the past. Let go of the sin. By the grace of God, I'm letting this go. I'm putting it away. What's the devil say? John 10.10. The thief comes not except to steal and to kill and to destroy. He wants you to cling on to that mess. He wants you to drag back into that mess. But Paul says, let it go. Let it go. Press on. Press on towards the goal of the prize of the upward calling in Christ Jesus. Lunge forward. Let it go. Lunge forward. Press on. I want what God wants. I want what Jesus wants. I want to live for him. I'm going to live for him. It's not about me. It's about him. Wow. You know, the crazy thing that's happened to me this year, I used to preach two or three times a week. Now, Pastor Chris, don't tell them at ABC, but I'm preaching four times a day. (laughs) And my students, am I preaching again? Yeah, you are. But we love it. Okay, I'll keep doing it. You know, there's something God has for you. Some radical change, that's where it was for me. A radical change. I said, I'm going to lunge forward. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to press on towards the prize of the upward calling to do what God wants me to do. Press towards the goal with the prize of the upward calling. Lunge forward. Press on. Don't look back. Press on. Press on. Press on. Reach forward. Do your best for the glory of God this year. It's a new year. A new you, right? I'm leaving my sin behind. I'm forgetting that mess. And I'm going forward. I'm going to press on. I'm going to lunge forward for Jesus this year. I'm going to get in the Word. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to let go of my sin. I'm going to love him. Today we're faced with a new year, brand new opportunity to live for God. Brand new opportunity to serve Jesus. Brand new opportunity to make a difference in the people in this world around us. Let's press on. Let's have compassion and make a difference. Amen? I don't think you can really make a difference without compassion, right? They got to go together. Let's serve God. Let's determine to leave the sin behind. Forget that mess. And follow hard after Jesus. 
love him with all that we have. Leave behind our sin. Clean up our mess by the grace of God and go on. Live for him. Let's make an eternal difference this year for the glory of God. This year, if each one would just reach one, we'd double. If each one would impact the life of who are you going to, whose life are you going to impact? I'm looking out here, there's empty chairs. Not only is there empty chairs, there's empty room. We could fill this place for the glory of God. And make a difference. Each one impacting one. Wow. We can change our world. Who are you going to reach? By the grace of God this year. Has God laid someone on your heart? I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to be the light. I'm going to shine the light. I'm going to love God. Let go of my past. And lunge forward for him. Amen. Are you going to press on? Oh, I'm content where I'm at. No, lay it on the altar. And now let's live for him. I can't be content until he completely fills in the gaps. And I'm living that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for my life. Please, you love God? Live for him, lunge forward, press forward for him. God spoke in your heart today. I'm going to lay my life on the altar. I'm going to press on for him. I'm going to live for him. Let's go forward for Jesus. Let's make a difference in this world. Amen. Pastor Chris. Father, thank you for the message that we heard. I pray that we would not just hear it, but that we would heed it and apply it, the truth that we heard. Help us each to make a personal application of the message that our brother brought. Help each of us to make a personal commitment to do exactly what we were challenged to do, to love you, to look inward, to let go of the past, and to lunge forward, all in and for Jesus' name, and in the power that he alone provides. Thank you for who you are, for what you are, for what you've done, and what you are going to do. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.